Don Mockholtz, and you're listening to Looking Up with Don. This is the Looking Up with Don podcast, episode number 120, for the week of April 20th, 2022. The related website for this podcast is donmacholtz.com. That is spelled D-O-N-M-A-C-H-H-O-L-Z.com. Two H's. What's up in the sky this week? As our week begins on Wednesday, April 20th, the moon will be 80% full in our morning sky rising four or five hours after sunset. This weekend, the moon is third quarter. That will be Saturday, April 23rd at 11.55 Universal Time. By next Tuesday, April 26th, the moon will be a thin crescent in our morning sky, passing south of all those planets there. In fact, on Saturday morning, April 23rd, In the Western Hemisphere, the third quarter moon will form a line, almost a straight line, with four planets to the east. If you wish to photograph this, there is a span of 55 degrees from the first object, which is the moon, to the last object, which is Jupiter. If you only want to photograph the four planets, the span is 33 degrees. From the moon and heading eastward, we have Saturn, Mars, Venus, which is the bright one, and then Jupiter near the horizon. And the planet Neptune is in the mix, too, between Jupiter and Venus, one-third of the way from Jupiter to Venus. Neptune is the only object that bright two degrees southwest of Jupiter, but you will need a good set of binoculars to see it. In fact, that event, these five bright objects beginning with the moon, on the morning of Saturday, April 23rd, is about as good as it gets. And not only is the moon in the vicinity, leading the train of planets, but the four planets are on almost an exact straight line. That straight line image will remain in the morning sky for about five days, April 23rd through the 28th. I cannot urge you enough to get outside on Saturday, April 23rd, about 75 minutes before sunrise, and see this spectacle. Set the alarm and bring your camera. On April 30th, not this weekend, but next weekend, Jupiter and Venus get really close to each other. More about that next week. And what does the moon do after April 23rd? The following four nights, the moon will be south of each object on each morning, Saturn, Mars, Venus, and Jupiter. In the evening sky, the planet Mercury is due west, and as seen from the northern hemisphere, It sets about 90 minutes after the sun. 
Mercury gets increasingly better to see this week. And on April 29th, will be as good as it gets in our evening sky this time around. In addition to all those planets, we have a meteor shower this week. It's the Lyrids. The meteors appear to radiate from the constellation Lyra. The peak is the evening of Friday night, April 22nd through Saturday, April 23rd. But an increased number of meteors can be observed a couple of nights on either side of April 22nd, 23rd. But on the peak night, you might see as many as 15 meteors per hour. This is mainly a northern hemisphere meteor shower. The radiant, that is the area from where the meteors seem to originate, the constellation Lyra, rises in the northeast about the time the sky gets dark. It rises higher each hour, and the meteor counts should increase a bit as this happens. By the time Lyra gets halfway up in the eastern sky, around 2 a.m., the moon rises, and the moon will be about half full. The brightness of the moon will make it difficult to see the fainter meteors. You will still see some of the brighter meteors, though. And if you stay awake another three hours, you'll see the four planets rising after moonrise. Looking ahead, there's three events you might want to start preparing for now. Comet 2021-03 pan stars will be emerging into our western evening sky the week after next. Right now it's in the solar vicinity and, and not visible from Earth, but there are some satellites that are watching it. Comet pan stars passes close to the sun this Thursday and then continues into our evening sky. If it survives its close passage to the sun, and maybe it won't, we will be able to see it in binoculars on April 30th, May 1st, and so on. So that is not this week, but next week, and I'll talk about it more then. Between now and then, find a location for where you have a low west-northwest horizon, because that's where it will be near the planet Mercury and the Pleiades. Secondly, Astronomy Day is Saturday, May 7th, in a couple of weeks. This is a day to showcase astronomy to the general public. It's not too late to get a star party set up or join your local astronomy club in its activities. Finally, in about a month, we will have a total lunar eclipse. It will be visible from the Western Hemisphere, and it will be on the evening of Sunday, May 15th. It will be in the evening, not the morning. And again, get your guest list together for those you are inviting over to the house to see this one, or set up a star party to show it to others. Will you be able to see the International Space Station this week? which for our purposes begins on Wednesday, April 20th through Tuesday, April 26th. It depends upon where you are located. This week we have four zones. 
All you need to know is your latitude. In two areas, you will not see the International Space Station at all. If you live north of 46 degrees north, that's you, uh, Canada, England, Norway, no ISS this week. And you won't see it if you live between 10 degrees north and 30 degrees south. That means much of Central and South America, Brazil, and much of Africa, no ISS this week. Between 46 degrees and 10 degrees north, you can find the ISS in your morning sky for at least part of the week. Japan and Florida will see it for the whole week. Between 30 and 55 degrees south, it is in the evening sky for at least part of the week. To determine where it will be in your sky, go to the website heavens-above.com and enter your location, then click on ISS. We have a few comets now visible. They are plotted on Podcast 120, Maps 1 and 2. But for more accurate positions, go to the website heavens-above.com and click on Comets. Comet 19P Borelli is in the constellation Auriga. It's high in the sky each evening. But it is, it is faint, about magnitude 11.5. It's put on a good show these last few months, and now that show is coming to an end as soon it will be beyond the reach of most of our telescopes. Comet 2019 L3 Atlas is nearby in the constellation Gemini, and it's magnitude 10. We have about six more weeks before we lose this one into evening twilight. Comet 2017 K2 Panstars, it still is on its way in. It's in the northern Milky Way. And it rises shortly after sunset, and it's up just about all night long. It is about magnitude 10. And in the morning sky, we have Comet 22P Kof, magnitude 11, and it's really close to the planet Mars, as seen from the Earth. This week, we are going to visit an old friend, actually two or three friends, the double star Alcar and Mizar in the handle of the Big Dipper. It is labeled on Podcast 120, that's this one, Map 1. The Big Dipper consists of seven stars, four in the bowl and three in the handle. This star is the middle star in the handle of the Big Dipper. You can probably see this with the unaided eye, but binoculars help. The bright star is called Mizar. It is magnitude 2.2. Right next to it, 12 arc minutes away, that's about one-fifth of a degree, is a second star called Elkar. It is five times fainter at magnitude 4.0. Now, this is a good test for eyesight and for the darkness of your nighttime sky. Can you see both stars with the unaided eye? Next, look at it with binoculars. It should be easy to resolve into two stars. Now, look at it again with the unaided eye, and it should be easier to see both stars. Now, take out a telescope and look at this pair. The view may be reversed, 
telescopes do that, you will probably see some color in these stars. They, they both probably appear blue-white. There is another treat to see here. Look closely at Mizar, the brighter star. It has a fainter star right next to it. This was the first double star discovered with a telescope. Mizar's companion is 14 arc seconds away. Magnitude 3.95, and it takes 5,000 years to orbit Mizar. Mizar is actually a four-star system, and Elkhar is a very tight double-star system, meaning that we have six stars here in all, half of which are too faint to be seen. There is another star in the mix between Elkhar and Mizar, but it is not part of the system, just a background star. It's known as Ludwig's star, and you should be able to see that in both binoculars in a telescope. Finally, in the 1998 movie Deep Impact, the field of view containing Elkar and Mizar was being studied by the students when one of them discovered a faint comet near those stars. That comet in the movie hit the Earth. But in the movie it did, not in real life. To recap the podcast, what's up this coming week? We have those planets in the morning sky joined by the moon on Saturday morning. We have a meteor shower Friday night. Mercury is in the evening sky. Plan for Astronomy Day on Saturday, May 7th, and the total lunar eclipse on Sunday evening, May 15th. Get that guest list together. Am I on it? And see Alcar Mizar in the Big Dipper. You have been listening to Looking Up with Don, podcast episode number 120 for April 20th, 2022. I'm Don Mockeltz. Once again, the related website for this podcast, that's where you can get the downloads, is donmockeltz.com. That is spelled D-O-N-M-A-C-H-H-O-L-Z dot com. Two H's. You can contact me at dontheastronomer at gmail.com. Once again, that is dontheastronomer at gmail.com. God willing and pod willing, I'll be back next week for another episode of Looking Up with Don. We have possibly a comet entering our evening sky. Jupiter and Venus get really close to each other in the morning sky. Plus, other comets to see, and Mercury is in our evening sky. All that and more. Thank you for listening. See the sky this week. I'll see you next week.